You are listening to a podcast of Risen Savior Lutheran Church in Chula Vista, California. Growing in faith, living in hope, serving in love, all to the glory of God. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. These women that we just read about are to be admired. Just think about what they were going to do. They went and purchased some spices, probably some sort of aromatic oils, and they were going to anoint Jesus' body. Just think about that for a second, what they were going to do. They were going to take that body, unwrap the burial clothes, and pour oil on it to anoint it. Give it a proper burial. Just think about it. Think about what that body had been through as we reviewed on Friday evening. Think about the whips, the nails, the thorns, the spear. And those women were going to go to that body and give it a proper burial. They are to be admired for this love and dedication. I can flat out tell you, I would not have done it. I couldn't have done it. I don't even know if I would have thought of it. And yet they did. They're to be admired for their act of love and dedication. Clearly, they had spent some time with Jesus and learned from him a little bit about discipleship, a little bit about servanthood. Maybe the disciples shared with them how Jesus had washed their dirty feet the night before he died. Yes, these women are to be admired. But the fact of the matter is, their lives were still empty. Their Lord, their leader, had died. We all know what it is like in the days following the death of a loved one. This was the death of their Lord. This was the death of their Savior. All the emotions and the the, the questions that were running through their minds at this time. 
Life for them was still a little empty because they were going to that grave expecting to find Jesus still dead in that grave. These women, along with the other disciples, we are told, still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Just imagine if that's what we came here today to commemorate. Jesus still dead in the grave. That changes things, doesn't it? And yet, that is what it was at that moment for those women. They were going to Jesus' grave in many ways not much different than when we go to the grave of a loved one to put flowers there out of love and honor and respect. Even if they didn't realize it yet, their lives were missing something. Something big. How about you? Is your life missing anything big? What brought you here today? In some ways, I don't care what brought you here today because I'm just glad that you are here today. But maybe for some it was the fellowship that brought you here today. Maybe for some it was the wonderful food that brought you here today. For some of you, maybe it's just because that's what we do every Easter Sunday. But whatever it is that that brought you here today, which doesn't really matter, if if those are the types of things that brought you here today, later in the day, before you go to bed, your mind is going to tell you that your life is filled. But is it? We we come here on this beautiful day like this, all dressed in, in our finest, smiles on our faces, and everyone gathered here, our, our life just looks so full today, doesn't it? But what about tomorrow? What about tomorrow morning when we wake up to the same routine? Tomorrow when we wake up with the same aches and pains? Tomorrow morning when we wake up to the same news reports of wars, planes crashing, crimes, murder, Dirty diapers and dishes. Dirty diapers and dishes. Like the movie The Groundhog Day, where you just wake up to the same day over and over and over again. Which is what Solomon concluded at one point in his life, right? He concluded, meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. But today changes that. Today changes everything. Today gives us meaning. And I'm not even talking about the fellowship or the food, as great as that all is. Today changes everything. Today is the highlight of the year. Today is the reason this congregation has the name it has, Risen Savior. I I don't know who is responsible for deciding that that should be the name of this congregation years ago, but I'm glad that's the one they chose, Risen Savior. Our life is not meaningless. Our life is not empty because Jesus' grave is. But actually, did you notice it? When the women went to the tomb, it wasn't empty. There was an angel there who had a message for them. Don't be alarmed, he said. 
You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Little did these women know just how much their life is going to change. He has risen. He is not here. And Jesus wasn't just gone. Jesus didn't just disappear. And no, his body wasn't just stolen. He who was dead rose again to life. And he already had plans for what he was going to do next. Come back here for the next couple of weeks and see where Jesus went, to whom he went, and what he gave them. Because their lives and now our lives are not empty because Jesus' grave is. Really, you think about the alternative today, right? And the alternative is penned nicely through inspiration of the Holy Spirit by the Apostle Paul in Corinthians. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those who also have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. That's the alternative. But, the verse continues, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. And there's no question mark at the end of that sentence either, by the way. Jesus' resurrection fills our lives. The fact that Jesus' grave is empty fills our hearts and lives with the assurance, the greatest assurance, that the price for sin has been paid, processed, and accepted. And I say all three, paid for, processed, and accepted, because I don't know if you are like me, but every time I swipe my credit card, I'm a little bit nervous. Because what's the word that appears on the screen? Processing. What's the word that seems to stay there like for an eternity sometimes? Processing. Please go through. Please go through. And then relief. The next words to appear on the screen, payment accepted. Relief. Jesus' suffering and death is the payment for our sins. And his resurrection from the dead is God's message from heaven to here today of payment accepted. Relief. Relief. Our lives aren't empty. They are filled with the greatest assurance that sin has been paid for. Paid for, processed, accepted. That's why I don't really care what brought you here today. All I really care about is what you go home with. Whether it was the food or the fellowship or the Easter egg hunt, you're going to be going home with so much more than that, aren't you? So much more. Today fills our lives with the good news. The additional good news that Jesus' victory over death and the grave is our victory over death. And the grave too. Jesus, our Savior, tells us, because I live, you also will live. Our lives are not empty because Jesus' grave is.
Now, just to be clear, none of this good news today means that our lives are going to be all rosy, happy, successful. None of it. Did you notice the the women's reaction when they first heard the glorious news that Jesus had risen from the dead? Their first reaction, trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. What a strange way for the Easter gospel lesson to, to end. They were afraid. Afraid of what? Afraid that the Roman soldiers were now going to come after them? Afraid that some of the people who knew that they were followers of Jesus were going to come after them? Afraid of their sins and the fact that Jesus is the Son of God? Afraid because they were not able to grasp and understand everything that was happening? Afraid. They were afraid. Today's proclamation that Christ is risen is a little bit startling for all of us as human beings these many years later too, right? But whatever it is that caused those women to be afraid, whatever it is that causes us to be afraid, don't overlook the angel's message. And remember, an angel is a messenger of God. So the angel announced the message, but the message is from God to the women. The message is from God to us today. Do not be alarmed. Do not be afraid. Oh yeah, for good reason, we focus on the words, He has risen. But notice the other detail the angel shared with the women and the detail I share with all of you. You are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. Even on Easter Sunday, we can't help but also look at the cross and see the depth of God's love for us. We reviewed it on Friday night. What a horrendous week it was for Jesus in so many ways. The rejection, the denials, the beatings, the sufferings, and finally the death. And a horrendous week, right? But even though they destroyed the temple of his body, three days later, the temple of his body was restored to life just as he said was going to happen. And the glorious, yet even simple truth of all the events of the last week of Jesus' life is that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19. I mean, how's that for good news to fill our lives? He, he, Jesus, died so that we would be forgiven. He died so that we wouldn't die eternally. He, Jesus, the Son of God, God, loves you, loves us very much. So very, very much. You're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Now, Mark doesn't mention it, but Matthew does. Notice the difference. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy. 
we leave here today filled with joy too. It is His love. It is His forgiveness. It is His death and now His life that fills our hearts and lives to overflowing. Oh yes, as you wake up tomorrow morning, changing diapers and cleaning dishes is still going to be changing diapers and cleaning dishes. Going to work is still going to be going to work. The aches and pains that are there with you this morning very well will be the same aches and pains that are with you tomorrow morning. But there's one major difference tomorrow morning and every morning. Our hearts and lives are no longer empty. They have been filled and are filled to overflowing once again today. As we hear the announcement of the angel to the disciples, as we hear how the disciples took that announcement and took that announcement to others, the same announcement that has been brought to us and now we share with others. He is risen. He is risen. Life is not empty for anyone here because Jesus' grave is. Alleluia. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Risen Savior podcast. For more information about our church, check us out online at risensavior.us.